once again, that like that going back to, to what I was saying earlier about how we, we just don't have a robust conversation to talk about the value that, you know, men as a group bring society. And look, mm-hmm. and this is not to discount or to say that there's not negativity that is perpetrated by men. And I hate that that's always the caveat that has to be put out there that when, you know, when bringing that up, because when it's the other way, you don't have to throw the caveat. Um, but yeah, we just, there's, there's just not a, there's no robust conversation of what, of, of the positive role that men have mm-hmm. in society, literally half of the human population um, to, 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 to try to describe or say that entirely half of the human population has little or no value. is just, you know, that's just a recipe for extinction of, of, of the species. Uh, because if you don't think that, you know, half of the half of the population has value, um, then you're not going to do the things that need to be done to make sure they feel appreciated, let alone to make sure that they feel uh, or actually are um, protected in ways. Because, look, men are not invincible. They can be hurt, stabbed, killed, catch disease, you know, all types of negative things. Like we are just as susceptible to that as, 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 as women, right? We, mm-hmm. we, because we're, we're human beings, we have those same vulnerabilities and that kind of thing. But, you know, um, in the modern society, the vulnerability more, more so talking about, you know, risk of, you know, uh, crippling depression and, you know, mental health issues and things like that. But it, it just seems to, we more so just accepted that, you know, oh, well, men are depressed, men are killing themselves. Oh, well, that's just how things are. Uh, we don't see it as the crisis as it is and really, you know, have the empathy as a society that needs to be had to make sure that those those, those issues are addressed in a meaningful fashion. Um, and, and, and far too often, people don't come around to thinking that, hey, this is a problem until it actually touches them in a personal way, until it's their father or their brother or their yeah. son or that their cousin right or their best friend. And then all of a sudden, oh, now I get it. But it's, it shouldn't take that. You should be able to, you should be able to have that empathy without it being personally in your life. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just sad that, that that's, that's how so much of how, how things are so much these days. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that gets me is like, um, you know, like when Kevin Samuels died, you had the majority of people that were, you know, um, they appreciated him for all the work that he did. And they appreciated the message that he was trying to get out. Uh, and then you had a lot of people that were, uh, you know, they just demonized the man to the point where it was men and uh, excuse me, it was women and men that were um, being led by those women that were just slandering the man's name having like celebration parties about his death and Mm -hmm. i I bring that up because it reminds me of when a woman does need some help uh so to give you an example i've had a co-worker who whose cousin died um Mm -hmm. due to stabbing and Mm -hmm. the story behind that was his cousin heard um i think he heard a couple next door arguing about God only knows what. So he goes over there to help the woman out because, you know, society expects a man to help out a woman no matter what. So right. he went next door to help the woman out. He got stabbed by the man 
And then you look up, the police show up, and the woman changes the story. So his he's he died for nothing. It was almost like a an expected automation. And really that's what society's expecting out of men. You're not supposed to think you're not supposed to feel you're just supposed to do what's expected of you, quote unquote. And if it, what's expected of you isn't enough, you're supposed to be open and willing to change to fit certain societal expectations of how a man is supposed to act. When in all actuality and reality, as far as function goes, that's not what a man is. A man is flesh, blood, thinking, feelings, physical being, you know, right. We we are people. We're supposed to be able to act stoic or actually be stoic and not have people tell us that we're in the wrong for being stoic or demonize us for being stoic or try and cancel us for, for voicing our opinions and our thoughts because that's what you ask for on one hand. But on the other hand, you turn around and say that your thoughts don't matter. Your feelings don't matter. Oh, boo-hoo, your hero died. He wasn't providing anything anyway. And then, like you said, when it happens to you on a personal level, now you're caught up in a trap. It's like you got a young woman who wants to to cry for her father, and she wants other people to assuage her pain and help her her through her, her hardship. But at the end of the day, that's just her personal perspective. There's other people out there that are probably look at that man and say, oh, that's your dad. He wasn't shit anyway because he did X, Y, and Z. You know, I, I don't like the way your dad was looking over at my house anyway. He was a creep. He never should have been over here in the first place. Despite the fact mm-hmm. that dad wasn't doing that. Right. So, so there's the societal expectations of what a man is. But until, like you said, we actually are open to that conversation as far as what makes a man, if you will, or, or to quote one of my favorite video games, what is a man? You know, that's Castlevania mm-hmm. for you. Um, there's always going to be these fairy tales and, and this Disney related stuff. You know, we're, right. we shouldn't be expected to ride up on a white horse and, and save the day. You know, if anything, the story I just gave you was an example of why there's a lot of men who are not willing to throw their lives away for women who might be in trouble. Uh, I mean, look at what's going on in the gyms right now. You got a lot of men who are, are kind of scared to go into the gym because they're afraid some woman's going to try and call them out and get them canceled because it's become a game to them now. Right. So they, yeah, to, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was just going to say to, to going back on something that you said a, a second ago that really ties back into, you know, when we, the conversation about positive black male role models. So, you know, people have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings on Kevin Samuels. You know, he's pretty polarized. Either people love him or people hate him, right? They, they kind of fall. There's not, not a lot of people in the middle. Um, but regardless of how someone feels about it, I, I, for me, one of the biggest takeaways about Every what he said and his impact, I don't think I don't think people have really reckoned with the fact that for a lot of black men, he was the first black man to ever tell them that they mattered. He was the first black man to tell them that they had worth. He was the first black man to tell them that they 
were not disposable, mm-hmm. right? And think about what that means, right? If you, to, to, to have a group of, a, a, a significant group of Black men that the first time they're hearing this is from a guy on YouTube that they have never met in their life. Now, to me, that's more of a reflection on the greater society and the Black community than it is on him and mm-hmm. anything that he said or done because I'm like, you, we, we've got to reckon with that. And sure, you can have a conversation about, you know, all whatever he said or, you know, you think he should have said or maybe he should have said it differently. Whatever. Okay, fine, but the bigger thing is like we've got to ask why he had such an impact. And I think that's one of the key reasons. And if that's one of the key reasons, then it means like we've got a lot of work we've got to do. And a lot of work is self-reflection as a black community that we have to do with that being the case. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, it's good that you bring that up because aside from Kevin Samuels, you, you got like several other entities out there because most of um, the information regarding black society nowadays is dispersed through Internet uh, YouTube, especially to this day, I still consider, uh, what is it called? World star hip hop, the bane of black society, because you don't see too much positivity <laughs> on there. I said that ever since it came out, but as far as YouTube goes, you had Kevin Samuels, you had the black authority slash the business, uh, Dr. Tia son Johnson's another one. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mainly name those three because, out of everybody that was dispersed that information, they were the ones that mainly had a, uh, a positive impact on me because as I stated, I was, I was in like a, um, I, well, there's no way to soften it. I was red pill raged and I was like that for a long time because of the divorce I went through, you know, I, mm-hmm. I thought I was doing everything right. I was, um, you know, got the girl, got the kids trying to get the house, the white picket fences. All of a sudden you turn around somebody's not happy. So, you know, the, the sad thing is my father went through a divorce as well, but I didn't really, the best that he, he could do for me was ask if I was sure about the decision that I was making, which at the time I kept telling myself, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But you know, when, when it doesn't work out, you don't really have, too much of a support group to turn to because you're expected to just suck it up and get over it. And you got a lot of people, especially women that are like, ah, who hurt you? Or, ah, what did you do to make this happen? Like there is no aspect from, from your point of view, like you can't voice your story. Right. So it's real easy for somebody to get caught up in that rage mode to the point where when they log on to the social media repeatedly, they don't follow a guideline to get out of that rage period. If anything, sorry, as my TV, if anything, they're stuck in that mindset, which makes it real easy for them to Lord. (laughs) (laughs) This is old TV, Um, but it makes it real easy for them to follow and not learn to lead themselves out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. That's why uh, if you look at, like, say, for example, the Black Manosphere now, what it was 
back in like let's Jeez. say 2019 2018 it had a purpose you know the manosphere yeah. had a purpose now it's it's hard to figure out what the manosphere is because you've got way too much infighting and way too many entities trying to grab on and and, and make money uh-huh. you know that's that's one of the main reasons why i kind of stopped watching a lot of stuff i used to watch a lot of uh mediocre tutorials reviews i used to lo- watch a lot of uh uh-huh. o'shea duke that jackson you know I, I hop from like um god christopher smith what was what was the guy's name the the angry dad i think his name is i hop from his channel I, I hopped on Tommy Sotomayor's channel. I hopped on the Anger Man's channel to the point where it's like I pretty much walk different uh, alleyways or, or roads or pathways, whatever you want to call it, if you will, of the manosphere to the point where I'm like, you know, it's good to hear somebody give you that positive reinforcement and that, you know, that boost, but how do you get yourself out of it if you're just following? Because you hear a lot of people say you got to be alpha. You got to alpha your way out of it. If you don't alpha your way yeah. out of it, you had nothing and, but and, a beta. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things I really, I really disagree with. Cause I, you know, there, you know, there's that, uh, what is it called? Uh, John Henryism. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's, you know, I, I think a lot of the so much of the focus goes on, you know, hey, you know, so-called alpha your way out or, you know, work your way out of whatever, because, OK, you've got control over that. But there's in life, there is the vast majority of things in life you don't have control over. And while some may say, OK, you know, just ignore that stuff and in a great deal of it, you can ignore because it's it really, you know, doesn't have as big of an impact on you as, you know, maybe one might lead you to believe, but there are things that are outside of your control as an individual that have a great deal of impact on you and they can't be ignored. And for those things that can't be ignored, that's when it comes to, all right, working together collectively as a group to make some changes for those things. And I think that's really the next step of where, you know, the, the, the black ministry needs to go. And I, and I think there are people that are doing that, you know, like the work of Dr. Johnson. Um, I think uh, the work, you know, uh, Ronald Neal, uh, Green Gorilla, you know, I think they they tackle those subjects with the with the depth and the nuance that's needed. Um, but because that's much more deep thinking, and you have to take a lot more a lot more criticality to that. And there's not there's no instant gratification that comes from that. Like there's no instant solution or something that's talked about that you can do as an individual. Um, I, I think there are a lot of people that that that, that shy away from because they're looking for quicker answers but the truth is there's there's really not a quick answer there's you know anything meaningful is going to take a lot of work um, because you can do as much as you want in uh making sure that you are on top of your game and doing what you're supposed to do but if the systems and institutions and all that still remain the same you're just as vulnerable as the next black man so but um but yeah, I, 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 I'm going to jump off now because it's uh, nine and I have still not eaten dinner yet. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, hey, brother, I appreciate you for coming uh, for coming in, man. Is there, uh, you know, anything you want to say as far as where people can reach out to you or what people should be looking for? Um, 
I mean, those that know me, know me. Those that don't, if they're hanging in the circles, they need to be hanging in. Don't run across me because uh, I'm, I'm I'm out here, uh, <laughs> so to speak. But, you know, uh, uh, I'll just say this. I am a part of Naga. I'll leave it at that. Uh, you, can, you can find me around uh, any of those events if you're in the Atlanta area. And then in the online spaces, uh, you know, if we're talking about real critical issues to to uh, black men and, and changing things, uh, anywhere that uh, Dr. Johnson's hanging out or Dr. Curry, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll find me in those conversations. Cool, cool. And then speaking of Naga, we got the convention coming up. If uh, you want to see positive black images, especially positive black uh, male images, definitely sign up for it uh, and, and reach out to your local chapter too. Um, definitely check out Naga. Cause there's a lot of change that we're trying to do and there's a lot of the positivity that we're trying to bring. Uh, once again, brother Douglas, I appreciate you yeah, showing man. up, man. It's a great conversation. We've got to do it again. If you're interested, you're yeah, always absolutely. welcome to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I enjoyed the conversation. So yeah, just, uh, you know, whenever you're doing another, if you got a particular topic, you want me to come on and, and discuss with you, I'd be more than happy. I'll drop it by you, man. But in the meantime, go ahead, go eat. Shoot, I still got to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I think cooking on the mic, man. <laughs> All right, brother, be safe. All right, take it easy. You too. But yeah, they, these are all very good and very important points. And, you know, positive black role model image is still needed. It's still very important because we still do have a black society that is still existing. If we are not moving towards trying to create a better black society, eventually the little bit of life support that we're on is going to fade. And well, 14% won't mean anything. 14.9% to be exact, according to uh, blackdemographics.com. We do have a use. We are important. Black role models are still needed. And just don't give up. Your voice matters. You need to find a way to start the conversation. Once that conversation begins, it shouldn't end. If anything, you got to continue to reach out to your fellow brothers, your neighbors, your family members, your friends. It doesn't matter. The conversation needs to continue and it needs to be heard. Black men, you are important and you are needed.